Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yes, Welcome to Sports Day. Badge and Sats here with you on a Tuesday night. Lots going on tonight. More gold for Australia. Well, almost seems to be a certainty. G'day, Scotty Sattler. How are you, mate? I'm good, Badge, and uh, st- stop everything at the moment. The first climbing is about to start in the Olympics. <laughs> you're, so just... not, you're not keen on that, are you? <laughs> I don't mind it, but it's just a weird sport to have. It is. In the Olympics? I've seen that. Yeah, we, we saw that. It's What's that show called? Were they... It's a knockout. Uh, no. no, no, the other one, the new um, one. Ninja, Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. That's the yeah. same people. There we go. That's Six point two three seconds. That's what it takes to get from the bottom to the top. Right, eh? I've ticked that Good box stuff. now. I've watched it. Okay. Yep. Well, listeners, that was extraordinary commentary from Sats and I there. Uh, yeah, we looks like we've got a gold medal wrapped up in the sailing. It's your brother, isn't have it? To turn up tomorrow, my my nephew. No, no Matt relation. Belcher. No, no. Matt Belcher and Will Ryan. In the men's 470 class, our team list Tuesday outsats. There's some big names back for round 21. Yeah, there is. Um, just to name a few, Mitch Pierce, Nathan Cleary's been named in the 21. Not expecting him to play, but uh, wouldn't surprise yeah, us. Uh, Isaiah Yeo coming back from uh, concussion. Tavita Pangai Jr.'s been named in the in there's the 17. Panthers, yeah, for the Panthers. Panthers yeah. yeah, there's uh, Val Holmes. James Tamo, the skipper for the West Tigers, is a much needed return as well. Mitch Moses for Parramatta, they mm. really need him. They've Don't all been they? named, yeah. That is huge. Hey, talking Panthers, you've lined up uh, the assistant coach at the Penrith Panthers. Good or fella. The, uh, mm. Yeah, are they the Mooloolabar Panthers? What are they now? The Twin Waters Panthers? Sunshine Coast Panthers, they the are. Sunshine Coast, yeah. 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 So Cameron Sorreldo. Uh Good stuff. Um, lots to get through tonight. Hey, I just want to quickly off the top say, what is going on with the hair and the nails and the makeup of the female sprinters? That's it's been just go- got it's been, over the years. It's got that's inc- been going on for years. That's Flojo started that, and then there was Merlene Oddie, and that's yeah. been going on for years. True, righto. I just and makeup like lots of makeup as well. It's <laughs> I know they're not sprinting. My wife's going. Gee, I tell you what, she would have spent some time on that. Getting that makeup done. So, anyway, what do you reckon? Zero four double seven, seven three six seven three six. Is it my dad would have called them muggleers? Mm-hmm. Um, back. At, hey, yeah. In your the hot topic we've got as well. Um, come November the first, there's a heap of players up for grabs. I think it's been um, the most active we've seen in recent memory badge with the players that are going to come off for 2023. Now, as, as gee, you know, a big name. Yeah, November one, you can sign for 2023 and. Hence, if, if expansion was going to happen in 2023 like they anticipated initially, there would have been so much player movement um, and a lot of managers would have kept players off the market to see what a new team was going to look like. Now that's going to possibly be 2024. The list of players we're going to go through is um, yeah, it's very substantial with some key players in there. Yeah, well, who do you want? Who would you love to have at your club out of these? Let's try a few at you. Manu, Kikau, Brandon Smith, Tapanay. Harry Grant. Tino, Harry Grant, Munster. Uh, Big Nelson. 
Brian Toto, Aiden Fanua Blake, Cook, Mitchell, Radley, Gutherson, Dylan Brown, Marnie, Papali'i. I tell you what, hell of a, uh, a hot team that'd be if you put mm. Lemon to one side. Uh, who do you reckon? Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Who do you reckon would be the best player you could your team could pick up? Righto, let's get into this. Sports day, sports update. Ooh, that's loud. That blew my ears away. Hey, uh, incredible! The four hundred meter hurdles final today. Norway's Karsten Warholm smashed his own world record. He clocked. 45.94 seconds, Sash. Did you see this? I did. I did. And, and many may sit back and say, oh, who cares? 400-meter hurdles, you know, not a, an event that Australia are very good at, not an event that we'd really ever celebrate. Well, we had Debbie Flintoff King, you've got to remember, in 1984, one of the greatest finishes we've seen in, in track and field to win the gold medal. Sally Pearson. Sally Pearson. But um, with the, the, four, 400, yeah, the 400 yeah. hurdles, uh, they, they believe it's one of the most um, exhausting races that you can race. In the lactic, they believe that the, that the runners go through in that uh, the last 40 to 50 metres, metres is um, as painful as you could possibly get. Now, when you talk about this Carson Warholm, we're, we're seeing an event and we're seeing a performance that we believe that will be talked about for, for decades. Uh, to be able to break 46 seconds in 400-metre hurdles, uh, Bruce McAvaney explained it as Beeman-esque like, as in Bob Beeman in the with the uh, the long jump in Mexico of six ninety something. Now, in. what was what was it unique about Mexico? It uh, was at altitude. Altitude, yeah. So exactly. they had a lot of records being broken. Now, seven of the eight runners in this four hundred meter hurdles final ran PBs. Yes. Why is it so fast? Why was it so fast? Well, is the American would have broken the world better? record also. They came yeah, second. Yeah. He was amazing. Well, uh, the the athletes in Tokyo reckon the track is one of the fastest they've ever run on, like almost like running on air. Um, and apparently Mondo, uh, who supply the track, they're able to measure all the technological stuff around energy response and shock absorption. They deem it to be the quickest in history. So is that, that's would be therefore giving him some sort of advantage. And so I don't want to cast doubts around this because I think it was an incredible, incredible run. And who knows what he would have done even if he was in bare feet. But there's these carbon technology super shoes as yes. well that yeah. are having an effect on times. Is this like being in, as, as the swimmers say, sometimes you just get one of these incredibly quick pools with a super suit on? Yeah, possibly. But then again, Badge, we saw in the 100-metre men's final, which was won by the Italian run, I think it was 9.79, a long way from the world record. So there's an argument that it's better for the long-distance events as opposed to the, the speed events. So mm. uh, there's an argument for and against. So I actually looked at some of those carbon spikes on Friday night, um, a friend of mine's son who's a sprinter, and he showed me the difference between the, the normal spike and the new carbon spike, and it's very solid. There's no give. You can't really bend the shoe. It's it's like it's solid from toe to heel, and I don't know clogs. whether... I've got... I could run in clogs. <laughs> now, I was speaking to one of our colleagues, Adam Peacock, who has called many sports around the world, um, uh, tennis, athletics, uh, rugby league, whatever it may be. He was talking to... He's trying to compare it, the 400-metre hurdles and this... And this performance by uh, Carsten Warholm, he's sub 46. He, he said, if you want to break it down to a 100-metre race, it's like it's like a 100-metre sprinter running in the 10-4s. Now, now that Bolt ran in the 10-5s, it's like breaking Usain Bolt's 10-5-3, I think, or 10-5-6 
world record. It's like running in the 10 fours. That's how significant this performance was. So if you haven't seen the listeners... Some of, it goes quicker than some of the 400-metre runners. And he had back it to was. jump hurdles. Yeah, exactly. Some of the heats. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the heat runners, his, his time of 45.94 seconds, uh, yeah, beat a lot of the the 400-metre heat runners as well. It makes without, a question about hurdles, whether you're yeah. going to go through the next Olympics, isn't it? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, now, off the top, we mentioned uh, Matthew Belcher, Will Ryan have secured a second sailing gold for Australia. Uh, as long as they turn up tomorrow... Apparently, the now, only way they're going to get they beaten, they disappear overnight... Yeah, if an iceberg appears overnight, it's the only way it's going to stop them. <laughs> which is not going to happen. In the, men, yeah, the men's 470 class. So they raced today. They finished eighth in race 10, but that was their worst of the comp. So it was discarded. So it didn't even matter. Yeah. Um, and they've got an unassailable lead over Sweden heading into the medal race tomorrow. So prepare the champagne for uh, for Matt Belcher and Will Ryan. Great stuff. It feels weird saying that name. Um, now, were we ripped off in the soccer last night? That's all what? The women's soccer. Well, that I... Was- I was talking to Bretton Speed, our again one of our colleagues, and he's also the voice of uh, the Olympic soccer that you hear when you when you're watching on Channel Seven. And um, I asked him what is actually the rule that that they're trying to um, that Australia were penalised for. He said it's a rule that's very rarely used. And Brixie, our our panel man here, he's also a bit of a soccer man. He was telling us it's a rule, Brixie, that's it's. They can't remember the last time it was used no, in a major and event. And it hasn't been used entirely in this tournament. And Sam Kerr did say in the post-match interview, they are all aware of the rule. And they have to say, well, that's just football. That's just the way it is. But I think everyone's like, but why? Why now? Why now? It was first half. Oh. It was first half. It was a cross into the box. And Sam Kerr positions herself beautifully. Good contact. Uh, gets in the, the middle right-hand side of the, the goal. But um, the whistle went before she actually made contact well, just simultaneously, she made contact with with the ball. So that's the argument in favour of the officials. Now, they're claiming that an Australian player blocked the pathway of a Swedish player to be able to get across and, and block the ball um, before Sam Kerr made, a, uh, made contact with it. Now, if you look at the replay, and I think if you look in rugby league and, and all these different examples where they feel as though that a, a player gets in the way that plays no role in the, in the eventual outcome, they still... Uh, err on the side of caution in oh, favour of the um, penalised player. La- you know, the last time that happened at the Olympics, 1936, England versus Germany in Berlin in the final, and the referee was Adolf Hitler, and he penalised England for pushing <laughs> Germany out of the way. Uh, sign of things to come, hey? Um, before we get to, uh, to the breaks, we've got a couple of... Th- oh, just quickly, you want to talk about Will Chambers sledging last night, Tommy Turbo. 54th minute. Masterclass. Yeah, 28-10. And Tommy Trebojevic was unbelievable, wasn't he, in that 40-22 win uh, over the Sharks. But, um, yeah, Dylan, Dylan Walker um, got smashed by Will Chambers, a good tackle. And then Will Chambers got up and continued to sledge Dylan Walker. There's many on social media saying that the reason why he's sledging is because of the previous charges that Dylan Walker was facing over the years. But uh, I think it was just good old-fashioned rugby league sledging. Um, when you're down 28-10, but it's probably not the best time to do it. I'm not quite like sure. It. I don't like it, no. We've always come across some great... I mean, I I was a bit of a sledger, but I I don't like... I don't see you sledging at all. You had one of the greatest sledges of all time on your side, Ricky. Yeah, he was great. He was outstanding sledger. He put you off your game pretty easy. He once said to me... Did he ever get you? Yeah, he once said to me and Jeff Wittenberg, whose dad, John Wittenberg, played for Australia back in the 60s. We were playing in the same team against Canberra. And he said, have a look at you two. You attempted chips off the old block. And just (laughs) absolutely shattered me. Just shattered me. (laughs) 
Not even ch- just attempted. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he gave it to you. Hey, look, we've got lots to get through in uh, in NRL news. We're going to talk to Cameron Sorreldo from the Penrith Panthers soon, the assistant coach. Uh, Sports Day player of the round for expert car service you can rely on. Visit repcoservice.com. I'll throw some names up, Sats. You tell me who it is. Joey Manu for the, the Roosters uh, back on Thursday night. Bradman Best and Caelan Pong are out. Great for the Knights Amazing. against the Raiders. Katoni Staggs, the best of the Broncos. Aggressive. Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell for the Bunnies Sublime. last night. For the Titans, uh, Tino for Sumalawi, Sam Lasoni, Ash Taylor, very good. And Tommy Travojevic last night for um, for Manly. Doesn't he spark them up? Or yesterday? Yeah, Who's your sports day player of the round? Oh, well, again, I think if it was a rugby league week, I think Tommy Travojevic last night would have got a 10 out of 10 again. And they took him off the yeah. field as well. They waved the yeah. white, white flag in the end. And yeah, it wasn't fair. A bit vulnerable. Mm. Righto, for Repco servicing your local mechanic with the nationwide backing of Repco. Book online at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorrento Drive Car of the Year. Back in a tick. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. Yeah, it sure is. Badger Sats with you on a Tuesday night. Lots going on. Team lists uh, coming up very soon. But before we get to all that, um, Panthers assistant coach Cameron Sorreldo has been kind enough to join us a little bit. We've spoken to him earlier this year, but circumstances are different because they are locked down or in, uh, in quarantine or isolation, whatever you want to call it, in the NRL bubble, uh, the Panthers, as is every other side. On the Sunshine Coast, these guys. And uh, Cameron, just ringing up to see and to check on you, mate. How are you going without the family? Uh, yeah, missing the family, but I'm um, pretty stoked they're all going to be here tomorrow and they're, they're pumped. They're um, pretty excited to get out of quarantine. So, um, yeah, we've had a couple of big days of work and um, tomorrow we've got a day off. So when the family get here, we get to show them around the hotel and, and uh, see uh, the beautiful weather in Sunshine Coast. You're at Twin Waters sharing that with um, three other sides. Before we get to that, your wife and how many kids have been in quarantine in a ho- in four, like 14 days in a hotel? Five? Yeah, she's, we've got five kids, yeah. So, um, have you got yeah, your own wing? Pretty... Have you got your own wing at the hotel? <laughs> the Sorrello family? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard about that, actually. I've just heard um, how crazy all the kids are going in the room and fighting and crying so um, I'm sure I'll hear more about it tomorrow when they get here but no nah, they're going to be super pumped when they get here and um, get to see the see everything that's um, in this beautiful resort so um, looking forward to it. She'll actually be just dropping the kids to you for three days you know that. <laughs> yeah I think so I think we've spoken about that it's going to be a bit of a something to manage we've got two days training after that leading up to the game and I'm sure all the wives here <laughs> want to dump all the kids but um yeah, we, hopefully uh, we can still concentrate on footy and the big game this weekend against the Roosters. Different former coaching, Cam. Now, you said you're at the same hotel with a, a number of other teams and one of those is the Roosters who you're playing this week. Is Has there been death stares at a 1,000 paces, paces yet or are all the teams able to interact with each other? Um, we don't, not interact too much, but we're walking past each other all the time. So um, I'm actually sitting here over, watching over the pool now and the Roosters are in there doing recovery. So... Um, <laughs> it's a bit weird, but um, yeah, the boys have got to play them. Um, they've done all right so far. Newcastle and the Roosters team rooms are next to each other, so they had to play each other the other week. And the whole thing over the last two years, I think the whole competition's been weird and doing things that have never happened before. And this is just another example of it to um, you know walk past people. You got to play on the day of the game is, is certainly something that's probably um, hasn't been done too often before, but it's just something you got to do now, and that's that's our job. And 
you can do it to your best of your ability. Now, Cam, we spoke to Ricky Stewart a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're on the Gold Coast, and I feel as though that this is uncharted waters for a lot of a lot of your coaches in the NRL. You've got to find another skill as a coach, being in quarantine with your players twenty four hours a day. Now, the same question I asked Ricky, and I'm really interested to see what uh, yourself and Ivan's feedback is on this as well, of not overcoaching too much, knowing you've got players and you want to talk to them about parts of the game, but realising they've got to have time away from the game as well. How hard is that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty... Um, it's been all right, actually. Like we, I certainly feel like we've been working more just because um, you're here more often. You've got to have more meetings about different changes to COVID rules and... Um, changes to games and all stuff like that. So you, you sort of feel like you're working more just because you're having more meetings and updates and things like that. But um, in terms of the players, we've we've kept it as close to our home preparation as possible. When they've got a day off, we give them a day off and we don't talk to them about footy. But um, yeah, but there's a, there are some players that actually are chasing um, you know mm. a bit of extra attention and things like that. You know, there was days there when. Um, you know, people would walk past my room at eight o'clock at night and want to have a look at some video, and you know, more than happy to do that at different times. But I think the key is not to go and hound them and chase them and talk footy to them twenty four seven. It's just to allow them to to um, own their own preparation as well. If they want something, you're there to help them. If they want to get away from you, you, you leave them alone. Mm. It, you've had a pretty disrupted last few weeks, haven't you? Um, compared to started the season I don't think you had too many serious injuries and the team was sort of floating along really nicely playing great footy but it, it's all um, been quite challenging I imagine the last few weeks how's that uh, how are you handling that yeah it's been it's, well it's been good to see some guys get their opportunities as well um, you know we've, we've got a squad there that we we believe in and um, you know with the New South Wales Cup being not being played at the moment some guys aren't getting any footy so for them to come in and get a game of NRL and we're really pumped to see them and how they go and then take their opportunity but yeah it has been a bit disrupted um, but you know most teams go through that we were just really lucky at the start of the year that we pretty much had the same 17 every week um, had a really good river but um, you know that's what Origin does that to a number of teams and we had a large representation so um, you know I think we might have that moving forward and we just got to get used to it and make sure we do it better every year but um you know, we, we certainly learned a lot of lessons over the past six weeks and hopefully they'll help us down the track. But, um, you know, we'll get we'll get some guys coming back over the next few weeks leading into the semis and and uh, we'll time our runner, hopefully. It could be a real positive, yeah, couldn't it? If, you know, you think if you do lose key players during the finals, the team will have been through that before. They'll have, they'll have had to adapt and overcome and, you know, uh, handle not having certain players out, even if it's someone that hasn't been out before, so I, I I think it's probably better off happening now. Would you think that, Cam, uh, than 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 in the finals when you're in the you know in the do or die stages? Yeah, you never want injuries, but uh, you know, hopefully Nathan will be back um, pretty soon, and Brian looks like he'll be back before the semis. Fisher Harris is a weird one because um, you know he had to go home for he's going to miss three to four games with um, going home to see the birth of his baby and come back with his family. So, um, you know, even that might be a positive because he's played a lot of footy over the last three or four years and this three or four weeks might give him a chance to freshen up the body and uh, come home with wet sails. So, um, you know, we, yeah. we feel like we're in a good position. Um, we're happy with where we're at. We've got a, a lot of things we need to work on in our game. But, um, you know, was, we're in a good place to be able to do it and um, they're excited about what's ahead. Now, Cam, a lot of the media after the loss of the storm are saying, well, that's it. Storm uh, are going to win the comp. The Panthers' season has been derailed. Now, to remind a lot of people, that you've only dropped one out of the last five games. And against the Storm, you had depleted side. But when you do have injuries, there's still facets of the 
of the team, you know, the principles and philosophies that you can still control. And listening to Ivan in the post-match uh, press conference, he was disappointed in some of those philosophies that you felt as though you dropped against the Storm. What are they? Yeah, look, the Storm were really, really good on the weekend and um, they thoroughly deserved to beat us. Um, but, you know, there was a number of areas we thought we could have done a lot better in. They outcompeted us in a number of areas. Um, you know, we, we gave up some really soft points um, that we, we haven't been accustomed to doing for, you know, the last 18 months. So, um, you know, we're going to have had a good hard look at the video and we've got a few areas we need to fix. Um, but a lot of those areas, you know, didn't come down to any talent. You know, it wasn't, wasn't like Nathan or, or Brian Toho or James Fitzharris were going to fix any of that. You know, there was some stuff in there that, um, yeah, just some competitive stuff that we missed the mark on. So... You know, it's been pretty key to our um, our review and moving forward, and um, hopefully we don't see that again. Now, Tavita Pengai Jr. has been named on the bench, Cam, this week uh, at this stage. Now, you've got a very close playing group at the Penrith Panthers. They've spent a lot of time together through junior reps and, and their pathway into the NRL. How's the group accepted a newcomer so late into the season when he's only going to be there for a handful of weeks? Yeah, really well, actually. Um, you know, that's always... Uh, the thing how someone comes and fits into your group, but he's you know the boys actually played a lot against him in SG Ball under twenties. Um, four of them played junior kangaroos with him um, when they were in the under twenties, so they had a previous relationship with him, and um, so that that was good for him to to know a few guys when he came in, and he's come in now. He's been here four or five days, and he's worked really hard to understand our systems and processes and things like that and um, he's asking a lot of questions. He's, he's got a really high footy IQ, mm. um, so you know. We pretty much only told him things once, and he's gone and got it done on the field. So, I think he's earned a lot of respect with um, how hard he's trained since he's got here, and how committed he is to what we're trying to do. And um, you know, the boys have accepted him really well, and you know, hopefully he can um, go and put his best foot forward for us uh, moving forward. Yeah, we're chatting with Cameron Sorello, the Panthers' assistant coach, and there are uh, the teams uh, in the NRL bubble on Twin Waters on the Sunshine Coast, uh, which is a terrible place to be staying. Um, well, but I've got to say, uh, being locked down out of your normal routines and all together for an extended period of time, it does have its challenges. Are, are there any players that stand out with that as far as, you know, making sure that the team's happy, organising, you know, little side events or whatever else? So that, uh, you know, who are the guys that, that do that for the team rather than depending on the coaches to do it? Uh, well, look, Jerome and Brian have always got that beatbox going and uh, <laughs> um, they've they, they got the music sorted every day, so that's not a problem. Um, How do you go with that? Do you, like you, you, you like the music? That wouldn't like, be your okay music, that, Cam. No well, way. It's not my style, but um, you know, it, def- it definitely gives a bit of energy to the group and you know, I can appreciate that. So um, hopefully one day they'll let me put my playlist on, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, <laughs> but you know, they, they, they bring a great energy to the group and you know, you can't, it just takes your mind off things when you're around those guys. You know, everyone's probably missing their families at different times, but you, you see guys happy and laughing and enjoying each other's company. It sort of takes your mind away from, from those sorts of things. But we've got a table tennis table up there and there's been some pretty heavy competition going on there. Um, you know, guys, guys are putting in a lot of effort on the table tennis table and, and improving. So that's been pretty cool. A lot of chess games going on as well, which has been pretty, um, pretty good to see the guys come out and they've got a bit of talent on the chessboard. And gets quite competitive as well. So um, yeah, there's I mean, heaps of heaps of little things going on here. But um, 
yeah, the main thing is we've got to get our job done on the weekend. Oh, so that's always in the back of your mind. Cam, you would have forgotten about rugby league for a short period over the last couple of nights when Italy won the hundred meters, hundred hundred meter gold medal, and the high jump at the same time. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe what happened. We settled in to watch it, and as, as just before the starting gun went, the Channel Seven went dead on the TV. <laughs> I don't know if it happened. I don't know if no. it happened all over Australia or it just happened no, at this hotel. I just but... have it in, in Panthers camp. That's the only one that happened in because they're the only ones got an Italian <laughs> coach. Yeah, yeah, well, so I missed it. I only saw the replay. But, um, yeah, I didn't – everyone always told me Italians weren't that fast. That's why I, I thought I wasn't fast, but he's proven me wrong. Yeah, did you captain? Did you play – you played for Italy. I know that. Uh, did you captain Italy? Yeah. No, no, wow. Minicello was captain. Minicello was oh. captain and – James Tedesco's room's just um, just down the road from me, and he was one of our star young players um, coming through. So pretty cool to see how he's grown into yeah. a mature leader he is now. Any pests? I know I know that you've got your regular pests in the club, you know, Liam Martin and co, but has there any others emerged that you've spent a lot more time with that you didn't realise they had that personality? Oh, Marto's still number one. Yeah. Yeah, Marto and Brent Naden still... Yeah, they're tra- taking the trophy home. Is Liam that. Martin showering yeah. yet? Because we've heard from a number of your players that he's he's always guilty of of not having great body odor. Is that is that true? Yeah, well, the ringworm seems to have gone off him. So, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe being in the Queensland heat has been good for him. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. But uh, we'll no, nah, he's going well. He's going well, Marta. They they bounce off each other, and no, nah, there's not too many pests up here. They they're all pretty cool. How important yeah. is it? Cam, just on Liam Martin, in all seriousness, he's first time in Origin and Jerome Luai watching them the weeks after Origin because it's not the week after Origin. It's usually week four or five where you start to feel the body really fatigue. You're keeping a close eye on those players? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of uncharted territory for um, how many we've had go through that. Um, but, yeah, they've come back really well. I think I think Marno in particular got a heap of belief out of being on that stage and came back and knew, knew the foot taller. So, um He's been really good for us. You know, he's played a couple of different roles for us. He's played edge back row. And he's had to play front row for us with Fish being out. So he's done really well. And, um, you know, it was really good to see him on that stage. And Jerome's had a different role as well. You know, without Nathan there, he's had to step up and um, manage the game a bit more. And he's, he's learning on the run a bit there. But, um, you know, those guys, it was awesome to see them on the big stage and do really well. And um, hopefully that's going to help us at the back end of the year. Well, I'm sure Panthers fans are uh, happy to hear from you that um, you know you think Nathan Cleary and Brian Tott will be back at some stage um, in and around you know before the finals or just when you hit the finals, and no doubt you're going to be in that top four. Uh, and can you leave us leave them with the uh, some positive news around Viliami Kikau? You you're pretty sure that he'll be staying at the Panthers? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've not heard anything different. Um, no, Kicks loves it, loves it here. He's, we love him. Um, he's doing a great job for us. He's he's probably not getting the raps he deserves at the moment. He's he's um his defence has improved so much over the last couple of years and he's really leading the way for us defensively in a number of areas. Um and yeah, working really hard off the ball. So um no, we love kicks and yeah, I think he's a big part of our team. Italy won gold in the uh sailing this afternoon, the mixed sailing as well, Cam, so there you go. Oh, Oh, really? Really? Nice. Yeah. Jay, Tedesco's just walked past me, so I might tell him we might get a celebration. <laughs> yeah, get him off guard for the weekend. Good luck uh, yeah. for you and Cameron Sorello and the, and the Panthers this weekend's uh, big game against the Roosters, wherever that may be. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. See you, boys.
Radio, Cameron Sorrello there from the Panthers. Sats, well done lining that up. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorrento Drive Car of the Year. And on that note, talking about Villiam Kikau, he's one of these players that is off contract end of next year and he's up for grabs as of November. That's our hot topic. Which player would you want at your club? Back to talk about that and more soon on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the Kia Sorrento Drive Car of the Year. Now, Hot Topic time. Yeah, that's the bit where I'm supposed to wait for the Hot Topic to play before I start speaking, but we'll get to it, Sats. Uh, Sorry about that, jumping all over the top of that. Hot Topic tonight is uh, come November the 1st, a bunch of great players are going to be off, well, officially allowed to talk to other clubs. It's a year before their contract finishes, and I know you're not a big fan of this, Sats. I can't say I think it's a perfect system either, but... All of these players that are off contract at the end of 22 can start negotiating officially as of the 1st of November this year. And, gee, there's some big names. Oh, I, I can't see why we can't go back to the June 30 deadline where you you can play half a season and by then you'll you'll definitely know whether a player is going to be part of your ranks and they're going to know whether they want to be part of your club also. So, um, yeah, but to go to the November 1, I, I can't see a lot of these players going through to November 1. Um, with expansion not happening in 2023. So, mm. yeah, we mentioned some earlier on, Badge. Joey Manu has, has just become hot property. as a he, He's made it known that he wants to play fullback or 5'8 as well. He played on the wing last week. We played a real roving. He goes yeah, well everywhere. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Viliami Kikau, who I'm led to believe is on around about 650 a year and may not be able to fit in the Panthers' Salary cap come 2023 when he comes it's, off the end of next year. It's the tricky bit when you're very successful, well, fitting everyone in as they get upgraded. It's it led to believe that he'll be asking in excess of around 950 to a million dollars. He wants to be a marquee player. He, well, his management believes that's what he'll get on the open market and can probably get that from Crosscode Sport and Rugby Union, which he started out playing. Right. So Brandon Smith, Joseph Tarpanay, Tino Fasumala, we only signed a two-year deal at the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah. I can't see him leaving there. He's on big money there and... They wouldn't and, let him go, would they? Exactly. Uh, Nelson Asafa Solomana, Cameron Munster, Harry Grant. What about that for a duo if your club got them? Were uh, they perhaps waiting to hear about what Craig Bellamy was doing? And now, I think it, they, yeah. uh, is the Melbourne Storm now in deep conversation? With I think them with Pappenhausen yeah, announcing that he was staying, it was, it was, mm. it was no surprise it was after Bellamy was um, announced as uh, the coach for the next two years. Adam Fanua Blake, Brian To'o, Damien Cook, Latrell Mitchell, Victor Radley. Clint Gutherson, Gee. Dylan Brown, Red Marnie, Isaiah Papali. So the question is, which player would your club, should they be going after for 2023? Is there a position? Now, Badge, your Raiders, if you look at your Raiders lineup at the moment in 2023 and you're able to sign one of those players in November 1, let's say all of those players went through to the open market. Mm. Who's the player that pretty, the Canberra Raiders need? Well, I look at them and I go, okay, they're pretty strong up front yeah. and, and uh, in the hooking role, very good. Uh, could use with a, uh, some backup or, or another halfback. Um, there's probably not not a lot of halfbacks anyone coming on, on the market. Dylan Brown's not mm. a halfback. I think he's a five-eight. So not too many there. Um, could they could they fit Munster and Whiten into a team? Uh, very debatable if Jack Whiten then could play somewhere else. And they've already got some very good fullbacks when you look at. Um, Nickel Clockstar and, and uh, Simonson's had a go, and Young Savage came through and he went well there, and I played well there. So uh, it's probably going to have to be an outside back like Joey Munn. Mm. Um, I, I also think that every single club would find a, a role for Brandon Smith. 
Yeah, he's just he's just you know he could play. He and I know he want the problem is he wants to play hooker, mostly hooker. But gee, the guy is a, he's a winner around the middle of the field when when you've got the footy, he can make the end defensively outstanding too. So um, he'd be high on my list, I think, Brandon Smith, um, along with Joey Manu. I, I think you, for the Panthers, Panthers well, I think it's imperative they get Viliami Kikau, that big mm. damaging uh, back row that sits on an edge. I, you know, I love Dylan Edwards as a player; he's involved in everything. But I think. Your fullback has got to be someone who's scoring in excess of anywhere between 15 and 20 tries a year. I think mm. Joey Manu comes into that category. And for the team that I've followed ever since I was a, I was a baby, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, um, I think they need an Adam Fanua Blake or a Nelson. I'd go after Nelson Asafa Solomana. It's just a big mobile yep. front rower. Oh, that's a great – he'd be a great boy. Now, if there's one player there that you think is more likely to – to go on the open market than the others, not be wrapped up. Who's going to put themselves on the open market just to get themselves that, Joey Manu that great deal? And Joey Manu and Viliami Kikiao, I think. Mm. Mm. Well, tell us what you think, Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Which player would you love to see at your club out of that list? There might be someone else that we've missed out as well. That's not the, uh, the conclusive list of who is off contract at the end of 2022. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. We'll come back, uh, racing up Queensland update and a team list Tuesday. Lots of uh, big names back for this week, round 21 of the NRL. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the Kia Sorento, Drive Car of the Year. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, he's one of the favourites for Racing Queensland, Chris Nelson. If there was a Racing Queensland calendar, he would be on every... He'd be January through to December. Yeah, Yeah, and, and fully clothed. Yeah. Now, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week at Doombin, the Gold Coast, the Sunshine Coast, and among many other venues as well. Chris, now we spoke to you yesterday about Rothfire was trialling this morning. How did that play out? Well, very, very well, actually. Robert uh, Heathcote will be absolutely wrapped in what Rothfire did this morning. He went around in heat number one at uh, at Doombin, and he uh, he sizzled around the track. He sat outside the... Uh, the leader, uh, La Palmiere, who's one of Tony Gollins, who's very, very quick. He put La Palmiere away early in the straight, and then he came clear to win by three point three or three and a half lengths, actually. His time was 55.95, which is really quick for a 1,000. And he went round his last 600 in 33.45. So he was flying. Uh, so everyone's wrapped in that. Uh, Robert Heathcote would have had a probably sleepless, light, we, sleepless night last night and a good one tonight. You talk about Rob Heathcote, and he's, I was reading a tweet this morning saying that he um, he thought he had booked James McDonald to ride Rothfire in the shorts, but uh, he gets first refusal, and it says it'll hinge on whether Nature Strip races in that same race. Yes, that's that's how it appears at the moment. So uh, if Nature Strip doesn't run, then James will be on Rothfire. But they're pretty quick to... Uh, to get James McDonald uh, booked in some way, shape or form, which is a, a really good pointer that James is obviously interested in the horse. And, of course, the aims are, well, the ultimate aim is the Everest. And if he doesn't make the Everest field, doesn't get an invite, the Golden Eagle. But, look, obviously, he's got to come back and do it all under race conditions. But from what we saw this morning, uh, everything seems uh, A-OK. Nice to be nice to be a wanted man. Uh, now, what's mm. the latest with alligator blood you spoke about uh, last week? Yeah, Alligator Blood went around uh, Badge in a jump out at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. He was very impressive. Only had two rivals, 
But still, he ran a really quick time. He ran his last 600 metres of the 850 jump out in 32.5 seconds, which is very, very quick. Uh, he's uh, been off the scene since he uh, was injured or, uh, yeah, well, he had that kissing spine injury in last year's Golden Eagle in Sydney. Uh, he's looking at maybe, maybe, we know he's going to Waterhouse and Bot, but maybe he'll race at the Gold Coast in the Gold Market Handicap uh, next month. That would be, or actually this month, later this month, before he perhaps went to Melbourne for the Rupert Steel and the two rack handicap, so we may still get him to race or see him race in uh, Queensland. Which Badger, Badger be terrific. Be sli- all depends on COVID. Badger will be sleeping oh, yeah. outside the Gold Coast <laughs> track because we know um, alligator blood is just—he's almost got alli- yeah. alligator blood. Could possibly take out an AVO against. I'm sleeping against in, his, in his stable actually <laughs> at the moment. It's already there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so look, that'll be great. To see those two horses back flying the flag for Queensland will be, uh, will be tremendous. You got a tip for us tomorrow? I have. We race at Eagle Farm tomorrow, just the seven races. Race four, number two. I could do better. Two runs this time in. They've both been very good. The latest, uh, we should have finished closer. I uh, didn't get a lot of luck in the it's straight. It's like your didn't tips each week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saw very, that one coming. Well, yes. Yes. Uh, thanks, that You'll keep. Uh, third up, 18.40. Should be ideal. And hopefully I can start doing better as from tomorrow with this tip. Good stuff. Chris Nelson, Racing Queensland. Talk to you again later on the week. Will do, guys. All the best. Rightio, let's get into our team list Tuesday for Seats Are Us, a seat to suit contact. Seats Are Us. Us, uh, Knights and Broncos sats on Thursday night. Sunshine Coast Stadium, and probably the biggest in, of course, is uh, their halfback. Mitchell Pearce comes back after a long layoff, so that's a, that's a huge in leading into the finals. Yeah, it sure is. And the uh, the Warriors, uh, the Raiders, and the Dragons is a bunch of players back for the Dragons. Laurie, Alvaro, Bird, DeBellin, Maguire, Dufty, Ravalawa, Lomax. Sounds like some of the dopey dozen uh, coming back. Havili and Sutton. Uh, for the Raiders. Uh, Eels and Rabbits on the late Friday night. Well, the biggest one is, is of course, Mitch Moses coming back from that um, that back injury, which is going to be interesting to see how he manages that through the back end of the season. So that's, it's a big one for the Eels. Disappointing last Thursday night. They, they need some spark. They sure do. Warriors and Sharks, Saturday afternoon, Suncorp Stadium. These are all subject to change, of course, with all the COVID dramas going on. They get Fanua Blake back and Matt Lodge uh, and Chanel Harris-Tavita, the Warriors, at 5'8". Ramian comes into the uh, centres for the Sharks. Matt Moylan, Jersey 21, should be back soon. Roosters versus the Panthers, Saturday afternoon, Suncorp Stadium. Um, Well, for the Panthers, they're mortal enemies, both these clubs. Uh, Isaiah Yo. Uh, he's back after the week off with that concussion. Uh, Tavita Bahengai Jr. comes onto the bench. Good replacement for James Fisher-Harris. Not the same sort of player, but can be destructive. Nathan Cleary is the biggest one. He's been named on the extended bench, the, the 21. So remains a bit to be seen whether he actually ends up playing. But uh, at least he's on the road to recovery back. Uh, Josh Alloway comes into this side onto the bench for the Sea Eagles up against the Storm on Saturday night. Uh, and Tom Eisenhoof, the winner on the bench for the Melbourne Storm because uh, Felice Kafusi is out suspended. A couple of games to go on Sunday. Yeah, Morton Daly Stadium, which is in Redcliffe, and that's the Bulldogs versus the Tigers. And the Tigers, basically, it's benches off, a benches on the field, starters are off in the forward pack. 
and uh, he's made some changes there. Michael Maguire, which he needed to, and for the Bulldogs, uh, James Tamo's back as well, the skipper. They need that experience when they get in those uh, periods of the game when they lose their head a little bit. Uh, the Bulldogs, Kyle Flanagan, he's been dropped for the third time in one year. Uh, so, mm. yeah, pretty tough to take. And the last game, badge, Titans versus Cowboys. Yeah, Patrick Herbert comes back uh, into the centres for the Titans and for the a big in for the Cowboys, Val Holmes, at fullback. So mm. uh, they're the main ins and outs. Team List Tuesday, thanks to Seats R Us, delivering quality service and products that'll leave you sitting in luxury, Sat. So you got some text there, I believe. Yeah, just one here from Michelle and Ningen. Guys, will the NRL games go ahead this round as named... No interruptions, um, but with Queensland getting a lot of COVID cases, not quite sure. Yeah, there's been a case up in Cairns uh, as of this afternoon. So we're pretty sure, Michelle, they will go ahead. They've got pretty good protocols around them as well. And uh, so that's a, 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 I'm assuming there's no crowds. It has to be no case, crowds, yeah, it? still no, yeah, crowds. no crowds. But they've, they've managed to play away from ju- – well, at the moment, not just going to be at Suncorp. The surface is getting a bit, uh, a bit dusty there too, or a bit ordinary yeah. there, so – also, um, we've got here danger in relation to what teams need which players. He said, for the Broncos, it's all of them that were listed. <laughs> and uh, we've, got, we've got some more texts that we'll get to um, in the next hour. But uh, Rocco, Keith and Chan, don't know what they're doing at the moment, sitting around their uh, little kumbaya circle at home. Hello, Mr. Sattler and Mr. Badger. At our novice NRL group meeting this week, we discussed the tradition of the nudie dash for players that have not scored a try. This year, do you know at this stage which team would have the least amount of try scorers? That's the Bulldogs. And so. where and when would this team be doing this nudie run? Can you go and watch? No, you can't go and watch unless you can find out where Mad Monday is. Chan's older sister, Chin, who is only average looking but a great cook, is getting of age now and needs to find a partner. She's liking the game of rugby league and her favourite player is Payne Haas, who hasn't scored a try this year yet. She would like to be able to attend if this is possible, Rocco, Keith, and Chan. <laughs> well, let's watch how that goes, Rocco, Keith, and Chan. And if he hasn't scored by the last round, we're going to find out where that's going to happen for Chin to go and watch. <laughs> like, you're serious. Um, Sats, did you, did you ever have to do the nudie run? No, I didn't, fortunately enough. Well, like you just didn't turn up that I day? I saw or... Martin Lang doing one after the 03 season on our Mad Monday. It's a, it's a vision I don't ever want to see you'll ever nev- again. And you'll never get that out of your mind. Okay. <laughs> I, hey, I just went back over, though. Thanks for that, Rocco, Keith, and Chan, champions. Um, I went back over that list of players that we gave out. There was actually exactly 17 uh, players that we gave a list out of. Them, there's sure to be more that yep. are off contract at the end of 22. Uh, that your club could pick up, and as someone suggested, um, the Broncos could have them all. That'd be a fair side, too, yeah. to tell you. We might put them in uh, order of, a, uh, a quick, of an available quick one, team. A quick one here, uh, Badge. Uh, Brad from Redhead. I, gents, would love to have the hectic cheese at the Roosters. Can't see Joey Manu leaving. Talking to his uncle last week, he said, no way he would be leaving. P.S. I reckon every fullback and potential fullback would be kicking 10% of their deal to Peter Volandi. So, uh, Joey Manu, he wants to play fullback, he wants to play fullback, and he wants a big Sport- contract. Sports Day badge and sets. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.